welcome you to Bridging the Gap 2.2 with yours truly, Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. We are back and we are coming strong with the topics and the talk that matters to you. Over the past three years, we took a hiatus. We are in 2022. Can y'all believe that? This is a brand new year. We are in January, right at the start of the year when everybody's making New Year resolutions. In fact, you should have made your New Year's resolutions before we entered into January and you should be working on them right now if you if that's the kind of thing that you do. But again, we're back. We were on a hiatus for, for quite some time. Um, many of us were at the very start of this thing, quarantined, locked in our homes, having to go to school from home, having to go to work from home. Um, all those kinds of things. Social distancing became the language of the day. Wearing masks, that became part of our almost national attire, our international attire. People started making masks to match their outfits. And, you know, that's where we are. We had to make some adjustments. Some folks lost their jobs. Some folks, if not losing their jobs, were considered non-essential workers and non-essential workers were for, for quite some time were elevated or what the world has determined as uh, essential workers rather were elevated to a status of great importance and those that were considered non-essential well essentially you you know just made it by um in that three years i was off the radio off this platform had moved on to another project thought i didn't have the time to commit to bridging the gap and you bridge builders as i had committed to past years and so i thought it um the wise thing to take a step back from this endeavor and to go into what i was doing fully you are listening to Bridging the Gap radio show with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina, bringing you hard-hitting topics, leaders in the community, businessmen and women, and faith leaders that are making a difference. If you're a bridge builder and you would love to get your story heard on this network, Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 FM and Never Had It So Good Sports Network, contact us at hjvharmon at gmail.com or kingdombookinggift at gmail.com or sclovefellowship at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, I took a step back. I, I endeavored to launch and to lead an independent public charter school of excellence here in Columbia, South Carolina. And for the most part, I believe that we, or rather I, and those that I work with, accomplished our goal. And we were able to show some parents and families that their children had the stuff to be scholars. Um, needless to say, the charter school world is not for the faint of heart, is not for those that are, would, what's the word, take their hands off the plow. Um, and, and in full transparency, they are charter schools that are doing great work and to close the achievement gaps and give parents more choices in terms of schools of excellence uh, for their scholars, but there are also some cookie cutter programs. Again, that's the same for not just charter schools, that's the same for pretty much public schools. That's the same for our educational system. And there, there are some schools that are not necessarily delivering on their promises and some that may be actually doing a disservice to our children and to our families. 
Um, needless to say, I, I don't want to stick on that point today. I know we talk about education at length, but today I'm not talking about education. I'm talking about just being reset, revived, refreshed, restored, reinvigorated for this year, 2022. We're calling all artists, authors, event planners, community leaders with a compelling story and those interested in being guest columnists in the Carolina's newest lifestyle magazine, Restore, our mantra is living, loving, and making moves the kingdom way. Get promoted, marketed, and published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore magazine is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at kingdombookandgift at gmail.com. All one word, kingdom, book, and gift, all lowercase, at gmail.com. All spelt out, kingdom, book, and gift, at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. Again, we're calling all artists, authors, event planners, business leaders, community leaders, faith leaders with a compelling story and those interested in being guest columnists in the Carolina's newest lifestyle magazine, the Restore magazine, where our mantra is living, loving, and making moves the kingdom way, get promoted, marketed, and published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore magazine, again, is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at kingdombookinggift at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. Again, I'm a supporter of public schools. I attended public schools and I've worked at public schools all of my life, uh, especially underserved public schools. Um, even though I was courted by some elite schools in my early years of my career. And there's some unfair blanket uh, opinions that have been made, put forward concerning why charter schools exist. And some of those opinions are true, but I believe that charter schools are, are like marriages. Um, Everyone is different, ha has to be treated on a case-by-case -case basis, and especially those started by individuals or groups with a heart for families and children, not just for financial gain. But enough of that about charter schools and what I was doing. Let's get to back to the fact that I'm back here now, and I am motivated, I'm passionate, I'm driven to help you to get back into the place and rather on the track as it were, um, to success this year, not just with New Year's resolutions, but with success in your finances, success in your family, success in your faith, success in the things that you're aspiring to do, success even in your employment, success in how you see where you are in life. Well, uh, let's get back to why we're here. Um, we, we, we're back to bring light to like the issues and the stories that we believe cut to the heart of your personal concerns. Um, COVID-19 both symbolically and literally, it, it knocked the wind out of many of us. Um, employment for some was disrupted. Education for others was disrupted. Marriages were strained for yet others of us. And, and the holes or the gaps in our healthcare system and the gaping issues with the lack of deliverables from the less fortunate became glaringly uh, obvious during this global pandemic. Almost lockstep with the rise of, of the crisis, 
we know as COVID-19, we also saw a rise in societal discourse and disgust with the things that concern Black Lives Matter. Um, we had Ahmaud Arbery. Um, we had the case of the young man, Kyle Rittenhouse, which was not directly related to Black Lives Matter, but we know his involvement in, in a rally or rather his involvement in attendance at a rally that was a Black Lives Matter related rally and the lives that he took. They weren't Black lives, but he took lives. And, and so that event was caught up in the loop of everything surrounding Black Lives Matter. Yes, I know that even in communities of color, there's some hesitation with fully uh, embracing the Black Lives Matter movement due to the stories surrounding the background of the known and established leaders of that national organization. However, I believe that regardless of the leaders and regardless of, um, of their personal intentions for the eventual outcomes of the movement, the root of the concerns that they raised have been part and parcel of our civil rights and, and frankly, our human rights struggle for centuries. I think that talking about race and discrimination and prejudice is a start, but also believing, hearing the stories of people that overcame and are overcoming, get that there's stories like that. People that are boots on the ground fighting to make things better is important. And bridging the gap, it is dedicated to being part of that history that makes a positive difference to bring us together. And as we relaunch in 2022, we need to change the narrative of our life. We need to move from society and the media and social media's great influence being the thermostat of our lives. And we have to start figuring out how we respond, how we react to things as they happen. You are listening to Bridging the Gap Radio Show with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina, bringing you hard-hitting topics, leaders in the community, businessmen and women, and faith leaders that are making a difference. If you're a bridge builder and you would love to get your story heard on this network, Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 FM and Never Had It So Good Sports Network, contact us at hjvharmon at gmail.com or kingdombookinggift at gmail.com or scloveffellowship at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. You know, it, it's easy to get caught up in the masses. It's easy to get caught up in what everybody's saying. It's easy to get caught up in the buzz, but it, it takes some work to step aside from the buzz and not give your opinion right away and, and do some research and dig into some things and find out, ask some people some questions. I, I challenge you in this year, 2022, to really do your own research. Don't just say I did research and you went on Googled it or you Wikipedia it and you, uh, you, you looked at a couple of posts on, on Facebook or Instagram or, or whatever social media that you use. I think you really need to pull away, um, you know, do some research. It may start with Google, but buy some books, ask some people questions, start some conversations, um, write your own journals, you know, you know, talk to more people than just one or two of your friends. Talk to people outside of your circle so that you can really get 
all the sides of the opinions on activities and events that are happening in the world. That, that's how you really reset. Um, every year, at the beginning of the year, in the first month of the year, not necessarily the first 21 days of the year, but in the first month of the year, me, I, I make it a practice. I'm not, something I, I was taught coming up in ministry, I make it a practice to set aside 21 days. I know I, I might be preaching to the choir to some people, 21 days of fasting and consecration. You know, it's interesting. I, I look at social media as well. Don't think I don't look at social media and, and fasting has become a hot topic on social media, but it is more so a hot topic with those that are looking to lose weight, those that are looking to get in shape, those that are seeing the value in the practice of fasting and its physical results and the outcomes that come when you follow that trend or that regime in your eating habits. But I want to challenge you in 2022, a theme for our church this year, every church that I know, every ministry that I know, every leader that I know of a ministry has developed, has, I believe, heard from God and has crafted some sort of message that they believe would help their congregations to move through this year with purpose and intention. And God gave me a message for my ministry. I'm a pastor of a church. I don't just have a ministerial license. I'm a pastor overseer in the fellowship, which I'm a part of. But the message God gave me this particular year is this is the year that we cannot go without him. We cannot go without him. In other words, we're not going to try to get ahead of God. We're going to move with God. We're going to listen to God's guidance. We're going to allow God to give us direction. We're going to stop long enough to to silence the other voices and allow God's voice to have some influence on how we live out 2022. Why is that important? I believe that's important because regardless of if COVID-19 comes out with five more variants or less, you still have a responsibility to live. <laughs> Can I say that again? Regardless of COVID-19, you still have a responsibility to live. Before COVID-19 came, there was the Spanish flu. Before, uh, In between the Spanish flu and COVID-19, there was mad cow disease. There were other pandemics that hit the world, but did not affect America like COVID-19 has affected America. And we lived through those pandemics. So don't think that COVID-19 is the first and the only pandemic. It's the first and the only one that's affecting us right here in America. It's the first and the only one that's not only affecting us, but has affected the entire globe. It's touched every continent and probably every country, even um, what, what is called um, even places that are less traveled. That somehow it has reached them. Um, and so what do we do about that? Do we just sit in a corner, throw our hands up? put our mask on, stay away from each other, social distance, wash our hands repeatedly, or do we figure out a way to continue to live 
and understand that maybe we may have to live with this thing in our lives. I want to challenge you with that today to consider the fact that maybe COVID-19 is going nowhere. And what do I do as a result? Do I allow this one infirmity, this one sickness, this disease, this pandemic, this uh, contagion to control how I move in life? I, I believe you, you can't live like that. You may exist like that. And there's a difference between existing and living. And, and, and many of us have mastered existing. What does it mean by mastering existing? Uh, well, the human condition is such that we have a number of ways in which we operate and move in this world. One of those ways, which many of us are familiar with, but may not be able to articulate, is the mode of survival. You know, evolution says there's only the strongest shall and will and ought to survive. That's what evolution says. I'm not an evolutionist. I am a person of faith. I believe in God. I am a scientist at heart. I studied anthropology. I have a degree from an Ivy League university and I graduated with honors. So I fully understand the theories of evolution. I understand. I see where they're going. I get it. But I don't believe that that's how we were made to live. We weren't made just to survive because surviving and survival is too close to simply existing. We're calling all artists, authors, event planners, community leaders with a compelling story and those interested in being guest columnists in the Carolina's newest lifestyle magazine, Restore, our mantra is living, loving, and making moves the kingdom way. Get promoted, marketed, and published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore Magazine is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at kingdombookandgift at gmail.com. All one word, kingdombookandgift, all lowercase, at gmail.com. All spelt out, kingdombookandgift at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. Again, we're calling all artists, authors, event planners, business leaders, community leaders, faith leaders with a compelling story. And those interested in being guest columnists in the Carolina's newest lifestyle magazine, The Restore Magazine, where our mantra is living, loving, and making moves the kingdom way, get promoted, marketed, and published in this new magazine at the best rates in the business. Restore Magazine, again, is offered in both print and digital formats. Email us at kingdombookandgift at gmail.com for details and an advertising quote. What do I mean? Your bodies are wired for two things, fight or flight. Say that, say that after me. Your bodies are wired <laughs> for fight and flight. But your body is also wired for rest and relaxation and enjoyment of life. But if you get into a place where you live by fear, you don't take any risk. You are anxious all the time. You anticipate failure rather than success. 
you are actually just being a survivor. I know you've heard being a survivor is something good. I'm not saying it's something bad. But if survival is your life's narrative, that's a dangerous place to live in. Why is that a dangerous place to live in? Because survival says I'm either fighting or flighting. I know flighting may not be a word, but you, you understand where I'm going. You're either fighting your way out of something or you're either running away from something. Because survival is not just how it looks on the outside. It's not just uh, determined by the outcome, but it's determined by what's happening internally on the inside of us. What's happening on the inside? Let me explain. When you're in survival mode, your body is reacting and responding to what it anticipates is around the corner or is at the end of the race or is at the end of this road or is at the finish line. Your body is saying, you got to prepare because what's ahead has the potential to harm you. And the only ways you can prepare is either you have to prepare to fight what's at the end that wants to harm you, or you've got to prepare to find a way of escape, running away, taking flight. And in order for your body to be prepared to do either of those things, it has to also release hormones. You know, hormones, amino acids are the building blocks of your body. Those are the things that eventually become proteins and turn into muscle, bone, skin, etc. But for all that stuff to move and act and, 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 and operate in what is considered homeostasis or equilibrium, hormones have to be fired. And so your body releases hormones. You've heard the name adrenaline, epinephrine, all those things that end in I, any are hormones and they affect your organs. They affect your blood flow, blood flow. They affect how your heart pumps blood. So what happens when you're in survival mode, either fight or flight? Your body hardens if it's in a fight posture. Your body hardens. Your muscles get uh, built up. You almost look like you've been in the gym. And it's all because you've released the requisite hormone to prepare your body to be literally beat up. Glory. Listen, to prepare your body to be beaten up. And how does that happen? Not only do, do hormones release, but hormones act on blood. And then blood is released to certain parts of your body. And blood, re, your red blood cells, carry things to parts of your body, food, etc., and also carry waste back to the heart and, and, and back to parts of back to the heart where it is eventually released by the liver or the kidneys. But listen carefully. Hormones are released. Blood is then directed to certain parts of your body to harden up those muscles so that they can prepare for the fight or for the beating. And that's regardless of your size. 
That's regardless of your build. That's regardless of your uh, physical structure. If you're buff, if they call it built, skinny, athletic, lanky, whatever you are, that's how your body will respond. That thing is a, a unified response of the human body, regardless of how that body's built. Now, if you are a practicer, a practitioner, let me put it like that, of the martial arts, of some self-defense system, you then are able to control how your body prepares to fight. Maybe you're a boxer. Maybe you do judo. Maybe you do um, UFT, ultimate fighting. Maybe you're a kickboxer, whatever it is. Something, maybe you lift weights and you're athletic so you understand you have some kind of brawn to you. And so your mind may be telling you prepare for the fight, but because you are skilled or a practitioner at this martial arts or at this fighting technique or at this athletic, um, physically draining athletic activity, you say to yourself, your brain says, you don't have to prepare. You're going to be all right. So when you get like that, you actually off balance the fight modality in you. So that's why in martial arts, the first lessons in most martial arts is about self-control. Not about beating up your opponent, but about how you can control yourself so it doesn't have to be turned into a fight. Martial, the martial arts, the skills, the, pra the practice the, that you've developed, the, the talent you've developed in, in, in the ring, that should be your last resort if you, if you are going through a proper training with a proper coach, that should be your last resort. And then there's flight. So that's fight. Then there's flight. But guess what? The same hormones are fired, but to different parts of your body to prepare your legs to run. That's the flight part. To prepare you to escape that danger that is ahead. Again, if you are a practitioner of martial arts or something of that nature, you're a boxer, you spar, um, you, you play football, even basketball nowadays. You play a contact sport. Because of that sport, because of that training, your body, your mind is able to check that fight or flight, flight reaction that happens naturally in most of us. What am I saying? Maybe you aren't a practitioner of the martial arts. Maybe you aren't a player of a contact sport. Maybe you're just person. And when you look in the mirror, you say, you know, I'm not strong. I'm, I'm not built. I don't have great muscles. You know, maybe that's you. And you're in a place right now where you're wondering, well, I guess I don't have an option but to fight or fly or take flight. You do have an option. And that's where your faith comes in. 
believing in God, praying, meditating on his word, doing this practice of 21 days of fasting and consecration where you come down from social media, where you come down from TV, where you come down from gossip, where you come down from eating things that are not helpful to you, but that you like. Um, all of those practices do the same thing for you as the martial arts training would, but in another way. You're not physically exerting yourself so that you feel now I have some superiority over that danger that may be coming, but you're spiritually building yourself up so that you don't allow your emotions or your soulish self to take control of you. So you don't allow fear, which is a soulish emotion, to drive how you go down the road. You're not always looking over your shoulder. When you have faith, you trust that what lays ahead is under the control of the God that told you to go ahead. Ah, that encourages me. You know, I, I promised myself I wouldn't talk, I wouldn't lecture, I wouldn't speak, I wouldn't preach, I wouldn't teach on anything that I have not gone through myself. The latter part of 2021 was probably the hardest season of my entire life. How, how, how can you say that? I know I grew up in the Caribbean in a very poor community in a small island that they won't admit, the government probably won't admit that they're poor, but it's a poor island. Um, and even then, I had a great time. My life was wonderful. I was sheltered, I was protected. I had uncles and aunts that looked out for me. I had a grandmother that loved me dearly. I had food provided for me each and every day. We didn't have all the things that everybody else had, but we had enough and I enjoyed life. I had very few fears. <laughs> I took a lot of risk as a little kid. Why? Because I had a protective circle around me. But the older you get, the more you grow out of that circle and you no longer can depend on brothers and sisters, uncles, aunts, cousins, grandma, grandpa, you can't depend on the people that are nurturing you as a child to protect you all of your life. Eventually, you got to become an adult. <laughs> you got to start doing adult things. You got to start paying bills. <laughs> you got to start facing responsibilities that you did not have as a child. And when you get there, then you can really start measuring good days and bad days. So I'll tell you, the latter part of 2021 was probably the toughest season of my life. I'm not at liberty right now to explain all the things that happened in the latter part of 2021, but I'll tell you this much, the school that I started was on the way to closure. Imagine that, founding a school, writing the charter, traveling the country, visiting schools that were schools of excellence, developing this model, this vision that you felt would become your legacy only to realize it's not going to last. Who's watching or rather who's listening 
and that was your story. Maybe not 2021, but it started for you in 2019. And it started for you in 2019 because of COVID-19. Or maybe it wasn't COVID-19. COVID-19 merely pulled the blinds off, pulled the blinders off, and let you see for real where your dream or your vision was going down the drain. Now, that's not a bad thing. It sounds bad. It sounds horrible. It hurt to the core. But I had to believe that God was running the show and that he still had further for me to go. Why? Because I'm breathing. I'm alive. I'm healthy. <laughs> I'm strong. I'm passionate. People still admire me. People still call on me for advice and direction and guidance. And I can't be somebody that others see as an example, and I don't see myself as an example. That's how I'm going to help you to reset this year, rebound, restore, be reinvigorated in 2022. Again, you're listening to Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 on the Never Had It So Good Sports Network. I am grateful to be back. I am honored to be back. And I look forward to be talking with you, sharing with you, you know, just giving you my opinion, having some great and wonderful guests on our show, bridging the gap. I thank you for, for being bridge builders. I thank you for being followers of the show, continuing to be with us. And, and I ask you to consider advertising with us. If you're a business owner out there, if you're an author, if you are a ministry leader, if you're an event planner, if you are just somebody that has ideas of things that you want to do and are doing in the community, please reach out to us so that you can be a regular advertiser here on Bridge of Gap with Hugh J. Harmon on Never Had It So Good, Gospel 107. Okay, we're back. As I was saying, this first show of 2022 this first episode is for me to motivate you by talking about some of the things I've gone through and how I'm working to get back to who I was and get passionate about the things I believe in. As I said before, 21 days. I, I want to challenge you to do that. Take 21 days of this first month and give those 21 days to God. How do you do that? Get a journal. Carve out 21 days, three weeks, three groups of seven days. Just carve it out. And over those seven days, now I'll tell you what I do. You don't have to follow it prescribed. You don't have to be exactly and customized to how I do it, but I challenge you to do it. What I do is I come down from social media. In other words, I don't spend time looking at posts. I don't post anything outside of what, what I plan to post concerning my days in that 21 days. What do I post? So in the past, I've chosen to post one time a day some encouraging quote around the scripture text that God has given unto me. That's important. You may not do that. You may simply say, I'm going to read the Bible take a verse or a chapter a day and ask God to minister to me how that chapter verse or, or, or verse applies to my life. 
and how can I apply not only to my personal life, to the people that I come into contact with, not only do I do that, I also limit my consumption of food. There's a saying we say in church, you've got to starve your doubts and feed your faith. Fasting is both physical and spiritual. Fasting is about putting your body under duress in such a way that you, you make spiritual things, at least from the church's point of view, more significant than natural things. I'm not telling you to starve. Some of us practice one meal a day after six o'clock, but throughout the day, we're snacking on nuts, um, trail mix, uh, dried fruit, uh, fruits and vegetables, only certain fruits and vegetables um, throughout the day. Um, but then after six o'clock, you have a full meal where you have all the different food groups. Um, but stay away from fatty foods, stay away from high cholesterol foods, stay away from fried foods, even in that one meal a day. And don't pig out on that one meal. Don't make that meal uh, extra large because you haven't eaten anything all day. If you do that for 21 days, just follow that practice. Again, if you want more details, you want you know, the details on what you should eat and what you should drink and what you should not eat, what you shouldn't drink over this 21 day period, please contact me at hjvhharmon at gmail.com or kingdom booking gift at gmail.com. All one word, all lowercase kingdom book and gift at gmail.com or sc love fellowship at gmail.com. Any of those emails will work and I will send you a booklet that we follow where we have scriptures for each day and where it tells you right at the start what you should and shouldn't eat and how you should pace yourself with regard to meals. You may not go as extreme as I go, but I challenge you to do this. Put aside something that you know has become a vice or an addiction, chocolate, baked goods, donuts, put that aside for 21 days. Don't eat that kind of thing for 20, fried foods, that's a biggie. Don't eat anything fried, fried fish, fried chicken. I don't care if it's air fried. You know, they say air fried is healthier. No fried foods in these 21 days. If you do that, and not only that, don't fry your brain on social media or watching TV or your favorite reality shows. I know that's real hard. You may have to set your DVR and tape them so you can watch them at the end of the 21 days. But I challenge you, you want to focus in on the word of God. Now, I'll tell you a whole lot of things that you ought not to do. But let me tell you the things that you should be doing in these 21 days. Reading your Bible. Praying to God. What is praying? Reading your Bible. Let's start there. There is no right or wrong way to read the Bible, but I challenge you to get a Bible that is readable. So not a King James, the English there, uh, sometimes difficult to understand. 
there's so many versions of the Bible now that are easy to read. Get an easy reader version of the Bible and start with over Christmas season. Many people read the book of Luke. Um, it's 20. It's about what? Uh, 20 something chapters, 24 chapters. And everybody should have completed the book of Luke before Christmas. If you started at the first of January. 1st of of December. What I would challenge you to do in these 21 days is to read the Proverbs, book of Proverbs. Start with Proverbs chapter one. There are actually 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. Read a chapter a day of the book of Proverbs. Read a a chapter of Proverbs, maybe in the morning. Read a chapter of the Psalms in the evening. Why Proverbs and Psalms? Proverbs is considered a wisdom book. It, it, is, it is wisdom that many believe that King Solomon wrote in his time here on the earth. Wisdom about the instructions and the directions he received from his father and ultimately he received from God. It's always a good read. It's not in-depth biblical stories. It's mainly what it says, Proverbs, short sayings that invest wisdom in you, the hearer. And then the book of Psalms, largely mainly written by King David and those around him. Again, a book full of wisdom. Some of it is narrative, surrounding narratives of experiences he had. But David is considered one of the realest characters in scripture when i say realist i mean he most people associate themselves with david because of the things he told god he didn't hold back he didn't tell god when he was mad he didn't tell god when he was upset not with people but with god but he also had the heart to say god forgive me god i've hurt you only not these people i've hurt you and so that's why i encourage you to read one of those books If you have time in a busy day, if you've read your Proverbs, you've read your Psalms, read some of the gospel stories. Start with Matthew. Some people say start with John because John's gospel talks about Jesus, not as just this rabbi, this good guy, this teacher of the Jews, but Jesus as God and how he was God in the flesh. And the writer of John kind of catered the book of John to get you to a place to believe that Jesus Christ is God himself. Regardless of what you choose, you should be reading the Bible more than anything else during these 21 days. I read and I write. I read and I take notes. I read and I put down questions. I read and I listen for God to speak to me. I read and I do it again. Read the Bible, take notes, and pray. You are listening to Bridging the Gap Radio Show with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon, coming to you live from Columbia, South Carolina, bringing you hard-hitting topics, leaders in the community, businessmen and women, and faith leaders that are making a difference. If you're a bridge builder, 
and you would love to get your story heard on this network, Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 FM and Never Had It So Good Sports Network, contact us at hjvharmon at gmail.com or kingdombookinggift at gmail.com or sclovefellowship at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing, that's, the, that's another one, praying. You don't have to pray like the deacon at the church. You don't have to come up and give off this long soliloquy of request and, and honor to God and reverence to God and magnify God and glorify God and using all this church ease, what I call church language. Simply talk to God like I'm talking to you. God, it is me again. I need direction. I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I thought I knew what I was doing, but I'm in a new year and I do not want this year to turn out like last year. Now, I'm not talking about the things happening around me, but I'm talking about the things happening inside of me, because truly you are really moving with God when your condition, outward condition doesn't change, but your inward position does. And you start believing God in spaces that you once had challenges in believing God in. That's real walking with God. That's really faith with God. And, and that's how you start to reset and restore and get reinvigorated. But guess what? It's like a team sport. This life is a team sport. You know, they call it the rat race, but it's a team sport. What do I mean by that? A team sport is not just dependent on the individual. To really reset and get reinvigorated, you got to get a training partner. <laughs> you got to find somebody else that wants change in their life, just like you want change in your life. Somebody else that's going to be transparent with you. Somebody else that's going to motivate you when you're unmotivated and when you, you're going to motivate them when they're unmotivated. You need a teammate, maybe teammates. It doesn't have to be a big group. Just a few of you all that believe God. Let me, let me, let me say this early. Reading the Bible, praying to God, all of you may come together and have different opinions on what it's saying. But it's not about you coming together to argue. It's about you coming together to support each other. That's how you get reinvigorated. That's how you get restored. That's how you get reset. It's always good. You know what I say? Misery loves company. Joy loves company. <laughs> Happiness loves company. Comfort loves company too, believe it or not. And so you got to get in a mindset in this season. You know what? I'm going to put aside all these prejudices I've got, all these prejudgments I've got, all this discriminatory mindsets that I have. Well, uh, they, ain't, they ain't saved enough and they don't believe God enough. No, maybe your teammate, maybe your partner in this season is not the usual suspects. <laughs> Jesus. Woo. Maybe you got to get somebody who ain't now been to church but they're willing to try what you're doing. They're willing to walk with the church, who is you, and give it a try. I, I, I challenge you this season. You know, as pastors, we, we try to find another preacher, another bishop, apostle, 
whoever, overseer, somebody with a title that we admire and, 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 you know, when we get close to them and we get connected to them, maybe we can become like them. It's not what it's about. This walk of faith is about you helping somebody become the better version of themselves. And if it's always you connecting to get something and not to give anything, that's that's not a good place to be. So part of your reset, restoration, reinvigoration is actually being prepared to give of yourself. Uh Oh, that doesn't make sense, does it? But it does. It may not make sense to us, but it makes sense to God because Jesus Christ gave of himself. That's why he came. He lived from his first miracle where his mother said, you know, they ran out of wine and Jesus said, it's not my time. And she tells the servants, do whatever he says. And he says, oh, well, we'll do this. Even when he said it wasn't his time, he gave. (laughs) Wow, God is dropping this in my spirit as I'm talking to you. To reset, reinvigorate, restore, you've got to be prepared to give. Some of us have not created enough of a vacuum inside of ourselves. We haven't emptied ourselves enough. And so we still got some residue of hurt and pain and lack and deficiency and depression and worry inside of us that's keeping us from being a vacuum for pulling greater into us. So maybe you got to start by giving some stuff away. I'm not talking about gifts. I'm not talking about money. Just give somebody your ear. Give somebody your time. Give somebody your wisdom, even if it looks and seems that they're not receptive to your wisdom. All God asks you to do is plant seeds. That's why he talked about the the parable of the sower. He cast the seed. Some seed fell on the roadside. Some seed fell among thorns. Some seed fell on good ground. Some seed fell on rocky ground. But he cast the seed. I challenge you to cast your seed. Listen to what it says, seed. I'm not asking you to cast pearls. I'm asking you to cast seed. Seed looks insignificant. Seed looks like nothing. But inside a seed, if you cast it, it is not the seed that does the work. It's where the seed lands. God does not expect you to save people. He just expects you to share the gospel and he will save people. Yeah, yeah, I'm going and getting preachy. But this is Bridging a Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. I will will be remiss if I did not get preachy sometimes. But I want to invite you to become a regular advertiser with us here on Bridging a Gap with Hugh J. Harmon on Never never, Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. We are the station that you need to be present on. We are listened to by viewers and listeners all the way up the north, the, the, the east coast of the United States, all the way to New York City, all the way out to the west coast, all the way through the mid-America. People are listening, never had it so good, sports network. And we're here with talk that we believe hit to the heart of the matters that concern you. So consider consider advertising with us here on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107 with Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. 
reach out to us. There are three different emails you can use. H-J-V-H-A-R-M-O-N, H-J-V-Harmon at gmail.com, kingdombookinggift at gmail.com, or sclovefellowship at gmail.com. You can reach out to us. Let us know you want to advertise here on Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon on Never Had It So Good, Gospel 107. Thank you again for joining us for this first episode. Just my soliloquy, just my soapbox, just my time to talk to you about restoration, recovery, revival, reinvigoration in 2022. I've got much more to say, but I've run out of time on this particular episode. I'm going to talk more on our next episode. I may have a guest. I may have somebody from the community. I may have an entrepreneur a musician, an artist, an author, whoever I may have you consider reaching out to us at Bridging the Gap with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon on at, at hjvharmon at gmail.com. Kingdom Book and Gift, all one word, all lowercase, all spelled out at gmail.com. That is Kingdom Book and Gift at gmail.com or sclovefellowship at gmail.com. Until next time, bridge builders continue to build bridges and not walls. Have a great afternoon.